Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylight Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. That was a good message. I like being prepared and uh, I feel like God might have had other ideas. It's just something in my spirit. I'm going, I don't know, what, what's this all about? And uh, anyway, so I went down to the airport uh, Saturday morning, 6 o'clock, at the airport in Sydney, nice and early, and, uh, and the flight was delayed, of course, for the, from the Philippines. So, um, so I had a couple of extra hours in the airport, had a coffee, just watched people. It's a great place to watch people, isn't it? Just to, to stay in the airport and, and watch all the different people. And some people, this is really busy, people everywhere. Um, some people were getting through the crowd pretty quickly. They were carrying a small amount of luggage. And so they were zipping through the crowd really quickly. There was other people with a lot of luggage. And they weren't so quick getting through the crowds. They were all lumbered up with big trolleys full of stuff and up tall and they were dropping stuff and they were bumping into people and oh sorry and didn't see you there and banging into people and, uh, and, and stopping and trying to work out how they can balance all this stuff and I felt like God spoke to me yesterday morning at that airport and so I want you to preach on excess baggage and I sort of been thinking about this for a little while but I wasn't really re- prepared and ready for to preach this this morning but I'm trusting in God that he'll fill in the gaps that I haven't actually got handled because, as I said, I like to come prepared for this stuff and uh, I feel like I haven't quite got that preparation here this morning. You know, the thing is, uh, I thought about each airline has got their own limit of weight that you can go onto the airline with. So you, you pay your ticket and that gives you a certain amount of weight on there. But if you take excess baggage, extra baggage onto that airline, they hit you up big time. I know I've got caught out with it in different mission trips where we carried all sorts of gear and, and you, uh, you, know, you try to uh, uh, you know, just say, oh, come on, we're going to do a good thing. Do you have to charge us this much money? And, and they'll charge you up to $80 a kilo. $80 a kilo. You know, as long as your ticket's only four or $500 and, and uh, they're going to charge you $80 a kilo to take this extra, extra baggage on. And I think, so excess baggage you know, exists in the natural, but I also think there's a spiritual aspect of this as well. And carrying excess baggage in our lives has a huge cost and it really slows us down and distracts us from the call of God and the purpose of God upon our lives. And I read a story a few years ago and I couldn't find it again. I, I hope I've got it around the right way. I'm, well, I've made it work, what I wanted to say anyway, so... Uh, Look, as a preacher, you never let the facts get in the way of a good story, okay? So sometimes the, the uh, facts are a little bit embellished or, or just adjusted for the story. But uh, I'm pretty sure this is how it went. There was a, a young guy who was a fisherman. He lived in a village. And um, he lived by the sea and his, his life was fishing, you know. And his pr- most prized possession in life was a boat. His dad was a fisherman. His granddad was a fisherman. His great-granddad was a fisherman. And that was his livelihood, his security, that was who he was. He was a fisherman. And, and basically, it was the only life he'd ever known. And one day he felt like it was time for a new adventure. And, uh, and for that to happen, he had to venture out of the village, of course, and uh, where he'd lived all his life, all his parents had lived there, grandparents, all that. He packed up everything he thought he'd need for the journey and, uh, and, and 
to survive in the outside world, and, it, and that included his boat. And he strapped his boat onto his back with his few other belongings and left the village for a great adventure. Now, it wasn't very long, and he started to feel a little bit hungry. So he looked for a waterhole where he could put his boat so he could go fishing. Well, there was no waterholes. And he heard monkeys up in the trees, and he thought, well, what's going on up there? And the monkeys were eating bananas. He said, I'll climb up and get the bananas, have something to eat because I'm hungry. Tried to climb the tree, but couldn't climb the tree. He couldn't work out why he couldn't climb the tree. And, of course, he didn't take the boat off his back. Anyway, so he said, oh, well, I can't get up the tree, so I'll, I'll keep going. You know, I'll just have to be hungry. Um, you know, it wasn't very long, and he started to realise that, uh, uh, that there was a bit of a weight on his back, and, and he didn't recognise exactly what it was. But he came to a very steep and mountainous road, and he started to climb this slippery slope and try to get up there. And he got really tired. And you know, as a young bloke, he was really, yep, I'm going to do this. This is great. And he was into it. He got halfway up and went, wow, this is tiring. This is hard. And, you know, he had to sit down, had a rest. And some other young men walked past and said, hey, how are you going? You know, you are right? And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, what do you got a boat for in the mountains? He said, oh, well, I need it. I need it. I need it. Anyway, after a while, he got up and continued the journey. And the night started to fall. Started to get dark, and he could see a storm looming in the distance. And uh, he thought, oh, I need to find shelter for the night. And uh, there were some caves, some really warm, dry caves that were right there, just as dark, darkness was coming. He thought, fantastic, that's where I'll sleep the night. Tried to get into the caves, but couldn't get in because he had his boat on his back. He said, oh, well, I'll just have, I'll resign myself and I'll just have to sleep outside. He got cold, he got wet, he got sick in the end. And uh, basically, in the, after all that, he got completely discouraged and he eventually gave up. And he basically went back home to what he knew. He took his boat, he took his possessions and went back home to what he knew. And he'd tell anyone who would listen, the journey is too difficult, don't try it. You know, anyone who would, would ask him about it, no, no, don't do it, it's, it's too scary, it's too, too difficult, don't even try. And the dream of the new life and the adventure was completely decimated was shattered and he went back to fishing and that dream disappeared and he never thought to take the boat off his back because he needed it and church I think we're like that sometimes I think sometimes we're carrying weights that we were never meant to carry we're, we're, we're doing life with with things that slow us down and don't allow to pursue God the way that we're meant to pursue God. That, that get in the way. And we don't even realise sometimes that we're carrying them. Sometimes we don't recognise it. Sometimes we do and we, we just, we're not prepared to deal with it. So we just continue to do life. And there's stuff that we're carrying that's holding us back from being all that God purposed us to be. And this morning, that's what I want to talk about in our short time together. I just want to talk about that. You know, I don't know what you're carrying, what you feel like you're carrying in this life that might be a weight that you're carrying, that you shouldn't be carrying. You know, maybe it's stuff from your past, stuff from your families, your family of origin. Maybe it's people, maybe it's hurt, maybe it's offence, maybe it's, it's unforgiveness. Stuff that's holding us back. It's making our lives way more difficult than they should be. Wearing us out and wearing us down, making rela relationships really difficult, you know, Sucking the joy right out of our lives and distracting us from the plan and purpose God has for us. And you might say this morning, yeah, but I'm a Christian and, and you know, I've been a Christian for a long time and, you know, and I've seen the light and, and I, I've been operating in this, 
in the freedom of Christ and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, I'm good and, 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 and you know, and, 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 but maybe, just maybe, just maybe you're holding on to things that you shouldn't be holding on to. Maybe things that are weighing you down, holding you back and, uh, and you don't even realise it. You don't even realise or you don't recognise it. And I have a real sense that God's going to do something pretty significant here this morning. I feel like I'm walking on the water a little bit this morning and, and uh, filling in the gaps. But Robin and I have travelled a little bit over the years. And uh, there's no better feeling than travelling to the airport, is there? But then you get in the, the reality of the airport and you're carrying your bags and trying to juggle it all. And, and, but there's, there's just that sense of relief and that freedom at the airport when you get rid of those bags, when you check them in and you go, oh, finally... I don't have to worry about them anymore. And, and when you've got luggage that you're trying to balance and trying to organise and trying to think about, and, and, you've, and particularly when you're travelling for some period of time, you know, you've taken the gear that you take with you, then you accumulate this other gear as well. And all of a sudden you're trying to balance this all. And, 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 and in life, as in with travelling, if you're not proactive in this, you end up with all this junk you don't actually need. And, and I think... I just want there to be a sense this morning of this, we're carrying stuff we don't need and we can get to the check-in counter and drop that stuff. We don't need it anymore. I, I just want to, to get a sense of that relief of that, that w- getting rid of that stuff that's holding you back. And my, you see, my greatest joy as a pastor is to see people set free, to see salvations, to see people healed and, and made whole and get people unlocked from this world and for all eternity that their eyes are open to the things of God, that the veil... Have I stopped, have I? Buzzing, am I? I am buzzing a little bit, but... <laughs> Shall I turn this off? Two. Yep, you got me. Okay, where was I up to? Okay, yes. So, so my greatest joy as a pastor is see people... Stepping in their purpose in God, you know, to be on fire for God, to be, to be fulfilling God's purpose on their lives. And, and it's an amazing privilege to be part of that, can I tell you? I take that as a great privilege. And yet one of our greatest struggles seems to be helping people deal with their old baggage. And sometimes the old baggage actually affects the new place that you're in. And you bring the old baggage and bring out the old dusty stuff and it actually affects you now. And then you point the finger at someone in your world now and you go, wait a minute, the reason you're sneezing is because of that old dusty stuff that you just pulled out of your bag. Don't blame someone else. And, and, and I think it can be like that, you know. Um, sometimes we don't even recognise the weight that we're carrying uh, and we don't want to go through the pain of separating from that, detaching ourselves from that, to be really set free. And, and, you know, sometimes we don't recognise, sometimes we're too busy pointing the finger at other people, sometimes we're, we're judging other people, when in fact, maybe we should be looking here. And sometimes we don't even realise we've got a choice. Sometimes we don't even recognise there is a choice. There is a choice. It's your choice, but there is a choice. You've got to recognise it. Some people pretend that their baggage isn't there. And for many... Um, that baggage only raises its head when we come under pressure, 
when there's stress, when there's stuff happening in your life, when you're in a tough situation, when those old reactions and those old feelings start raising up again because you're under a, a situation right now that's causing you pressure and stress. And all of a sudden, those things bubble out of you. That weight you've been carrying all of a sudden affects you in a normal Walk, it's fine, but when you're under pressure, when you're trying to run, when there's things going on, all of a sudden that old baggage holds you down. And then we go back to pretending. When that, that thing's gone, pressure's gone, we go back to pretending. We haven't got any issues. No, I'm all good. I'm all good. For you, it might be family of origin, the way your family dealt with life, or the way um, it was modelled for you. Perhaps you've been hurt. Perhaps you've been betrayed. Perhaps someone's stuffed up your past, you know, and, and you live out of that hurt, even sub- subconsciously, you know, not even a conscious thing, a subconscious thing, and that pain not only affects your past, but it affects your now and it affects your, affects your future until we choose to deal with it well, to start to drop it off. And, and as parents, that stuff affects our kids. We've got a responsibility as parents to drop that stuff off. Seriously, you know, and so often we, we, instead of being transformed by the renewing of our mind and we made brand new in Christ and, and the old is gone, the new has come, we end up feeling worn down and tired and weary because we, we, have to, we, we have to try and behave in this new way, put on the new clothes, this new stuff, and, and we haven't let go of the old. And, and I thought of this way, this is a weird analogy, but I'll, I'll give it to you anyway. It's like... We see someone who runs fast and they're wearing a Lycra suit or something, you know, and we go, oh, beauty, I'm going to put on a Lycra suit. But guess what? We've got the sumo suit on. And we're going to put the Lycra suit over the top of the sumo suit. And guess what? It's difficult. It's hard. It's hard to stretch that Lycra over the sumo suit. And, and, and then when you get it on, it actually doesn't do what it's meant to do because instead of making you run faster, it actually restricts you more. So you can't even move. You're just sort of like this. And, and I think we, we sometimes try to take the new thing on without taking the old one off. And, and Colossians talks about that. You know, and perhaps, just perhaps here this morning, just like this young man in this story, you're still carrying your boat. You haven't stopped carrying your boat. You haven't recognized you can take your boat off. You don't need to carry your boat anymore. You don't need to rely on that boat anymore, even though it's become really familiar. And I like the security of it there because I can always fall back to that. We don't need to carry our boats any longer. Let go of the old. Let go of the old. You know, Hebrews 12, I preached on this last uh, Sunday night. And it's probably that seed idea probably even got me started on this, maybe. You know, Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And here this morning, I want to suggest to you, and there could be thousands of these, but I'm going to pick five this morning, uh, five different types of excess baggage and you know I've heard some messages over the years on excess baggage and so I'm going to lean on that a little bit I guess but excess baggage we need to recognize and get rid of because it's holding us back it's holding us back and uh, as I said there's probably hundreds of these so can I pray can I just pray just before I, I 
go to the next part of this. Father, we, we invite you in right now, Jesus. We invite you into the middle of all this, God. We, we, we thank you that we can't do this in our own strength, that we need you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us through this, God, that we can do what we can do, and God, we're asking you to do what only you can do here this morning. We give you permission to do what you will do here this morning. I pray for your touch upon every single person here, God, as we just open ourselves to what you want to do in us and through us, and we declare that in the name of Jesus over this service and over every single person here in Jesus' name. You know, amen. There's a scripture that I want to start it with. It's an invitation from Jesus. It's Matthew 11, 28, 30. It says this, and this is the, the foundation of my message really. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For your, your, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. You see, Jesus offers us, offers us all rest. Every single one of us. Not some of us, all of us. You know, people who are weary, people who are burdened, people who are tired, people who are worn out, everyone, he... he, he is an invitation for rest, for your souls, for your mind, will, and emotions. And, um, and yet some people don't seem to be able to get to that rest of Christ. We're not, we just don't seem to be able to get there. You know, what is it that's holding you back? Jesus says we can have it. It's there for you and for me, but some reason we don't. And uh, I'm going to show you some bags here this morning. They represent different things. Um, the first one here this morning is sin. This is the bag of sin. And basically, sin we carry along with us, you know, and sin and sins. And, and you know, what, what is sin? What is sin? Well, well, for me, and this is only this is my own definition, sin is anything that holds us back from God. Anything we do that separates us from God. Anything in our lives. Um, you know, the, the truth is, we're all born with sin. That, that's our nature. That's our natural state. That's who we are. That's our carnal man. We're all born with sin. We carry this sin with us. That's everybody. I know that's a shock for some of you. We all are sinful people. We all carry sin every day of our lives. And, uh, you know, in terms of a definition, James 4 talks about sin in, in there. And, and the literal translation of that in the Greek is to miss the mark. It's like like a dartboard, I guess, and, and our life is the dartboard, and we're throwing darts at it, but we're missing the mark. We're missing the mark. There's, there's something more that God wants, and that's sin out of the way. And, and, and you know, there's two, at least two aspects of sin that I've, I, I know about. One is the state of sin. We are all sinful people. We're born naturally sinful, and, uh, and Jesus went to the cross on our behalf. Jesus went to the cross on our behalf. He paid that price for us. It is done. He's paid that price to take away the sin of the world, to take away your sin and my sin. He has done it. It's already done. It's done. So the state of sin is dealt with as a Christian. We've asked Jesus into our hearts. And the second aspect of sin is the act of sin or the habit of sin. And for many of us, well, probably all of us. We're dealing with that every day. Every day. We're sinning. There's a stuff happening. We're sinning. 
attitudes, the way we speak to people, our responses to people. You know, uh, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's unintentional, you know. And we're carrying this sin around every day. We're trying to deal with it. And you don't have to deal with it. Jesus already dealt with it. And we need to drop it sometimes. You just need to get rid of it. And, 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 and sometimes we're dealing with our past sins, our past sins. And, 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 and you know, if, only they, if they knew what they had done and I wish, I wish I could take it back and, and I wish I could do it differently, but we can't. And it wears us down living in that place. And then we're dealing with our current sins. Our current sins we're dragging around every day. Our current sins are, are like our attitudes and our, our responses to people and, 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 you know, wrong reactions, wrong thinking, no thinking sometimes, you know, judgment, gossip, anger, blame, worry, unforgiveness, lying, intentional and unintentional sin. It's our current sin and we all do that every day. But how are you carrying that? And sometimes our past sins and our current sins actually affect our future sins because we go, I wonder, and the possibility of sinning, I wonder what I'd do if I ever got in that situation. I wonder... I wonder if I found that envelope of $100 notes and I knew it was from a drug dealer, what I'd do with that money. You know, I wonder, um, I wonder if, if that person approached me or that girl or that man or that situation happened. I wonder what I'd do in that situation. I wonder how I'd really respond in that situation. You know, late at night on the internet, will I go there? Will I go there? Should I go there? What will I do? What will I do? You know, and, and I, this is a funny analogy really, but it's a little bit like when we're dating our spouses, our future spouses. We only get to see the other persons they're prepared to show us. And, and the same for us. They only get to see the part of us that we're prepared to show them. And, and it's when you get married, you go, I didn't know this thing had all these pockets. What's in this pocket here? What's down? Wow, that's a deep pocket. What's, what's down the back there? Wow, I didn't know that was there. And, and look, there's another pocket here. And you didn't tell me about this pocket. I didn't know it was like that. And, and, and we dig in and we find there's pockets everywhere. There's secret pots. I didn't know about those pockets before. And our sin's like that. It's like that. And, and, and the sin is secret sin very often. Those deep, dark pockets of that bag. And we only see it when someone annoys us or someone rubs us the wrong way and we respond badly and we give them a piece of our mind because I can and, and I'm right and, and, and they deserve it. You go, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't respond in anger. It's truth in love. Come on, lift your game. And then there's other people, and I've seen this so often. Their prayer is, God, use me. You know, God, send me. Choose me, God. I'll go, God. And then God uses them and sends them and chooses them. They get some sort of gripe with God, you know, or people. That first bag is sin. Now, I'm going to have trouble doing this now because I've got another bag and I've got a hand with a microphone. But let me see how I can do this. This next bag is guilt. It's not going to happen. No, no, I'm, I've got to do it myself. You can't give anyone else. <laughs> See, we, we carry this stuff ourselves. We don't let other people in. 
So, so here we are. We've got sin and we've also got guilt. And the sin is very connected to the guilt. We need to get rid of that guilty bag as well. You know, but before we were Christians, I don't know about you, I, I, I couldn't remember really feeling guilty much. As a kid, maybe, but, but it, there wasn't a guilt there. But as a Christian, you carry a little guilt or a lot of guilt. And, and a lot of us carry a lot of guilt, you know, which often leads to shame. And shame and fear have been part of mankind since the fall. And, uh, and it never ends well. It never ends well. And it's the enemy's greatest weapon. I thought of that. It's the enemy's greatest weapon because he uses that guilt in every situation. Things we've done or we haven't done or we wish we'd done or we should have done. Things we wish we'd done differently. Things we, we don't want people to know about. You know, we can get angry and defensive and aggressive and, and we can act all superior like I've got it all together and, uh, and holds us back from intimacy with God, firstly. But then it holds us back from intimacy with each other, you know, and, and, and it stops us getting in the presence of God and being authentic and being real and we pretend, we pretend. And here the, here's the thing, God already knows. He knows about our sin. He knows how guilty we're feeling it's our choice what we do with that. You know, God already knows. And, and that guilt and that shame transfers into our relationships. And we hold back from people and from community and from church and from all sorts of connections with people. And we don't let people know the real you. And, and they don't, you don't allow them to get too close. I'll keep my distance. I'll keep my arm's length because, you know, uh, they, they won't like me if they know me, really. And, 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 and in church and in life groups and, and relationships, you know, we hold back, you know. But I, I, don't, I can't be honest and transparent because they might not like me and they'll know the real me. And, 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 and what if they knew the real me? Would they really like me then? And, and, and it's like, I don't know, it's just like in church. So often people think that we, we've got to get people to God and to church when they clean up their act. You go, it's got to be the opposite to that. It's actually they need God and they need church before they've cleaned up their act. You know, the, the, oh, here's the thing I'd love. Here's the thing I'd love. This is off subject a little, but, but here's the thing I'd love. A time when we as a church, when we Christians, church people, actually have to give up our chairs for the unchurched. When we don't get comfortable anymore because we don't know if our stuff's going to get pinched from our bag. You know, we're not comfortable anymore because that person took my seat. I sit in, sit in that every week. And guess what? My car park's not there this week. I've actually got to walk up the road to get to church. Whoa. I, I can't wait for those days, can I tell you. I can't wait for those times where, where we are full of unchurched people. You know? I just think that would be a real test. And, and, and we just have to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And that leads me to the third bag, pride. And this is probably the most detrimental. You might have to help me now, Chris. You lost it? Someone? Someone? Come on. Come on. That little one. No, the little one. Just that little one just there. Oh, this little one here. Now, this one isn't a very big bag, but it's a very heavy bag. This one's pride. 
This one's pride. And I think this is the most detrimental bag. You know, this bag will stop you dealing with all the other bags. You know, it causes us to point the finger at other people, to blame others, to accuse others, arrogance, self-righteousness. God hates this bag more than all the others. You see, this bag wants us to impress other people. Can, can I impress you with my bag? You know, can, you like it? <laughs> this little bag will make you belittle other people to make you look good. This bag, you'll take credit for things that someone else did because of that bag. It's a heavy bag, that little bag. I know it doesn't look heavy. There's a lot of weight in that bag. And, and it makes you want to look good no matter what. I, I've got to look good no matter what. Whatever's going else, I, I've just got to make... And, and here's the thing. It's hard to help and counsel people with this bag because they don't repent easily. They don't surrender easily. There's lots of broken relationships in their past, in their lives. It always seems like conflict follows them in their lives for some reason. And they're never to blame, of course. It's always someone else's fault. And because that little bag, they can't and never will say sorry. Never. Image is everything when you carry this bag. You don't let anyone know. You don't let anyone in. You just don't let your guard down. Hold back. Cover it up as quick as you can. Withdraw if you get in a sticky situation. These people are usually unteachable. All the time unteachable. They never lean in. They only do things when it's on their terms. They only serve someone, they'll never serve anyone else's vision, only their own vision. They'll generally not give to something that they haven't come up with, it's not their idea. Or they get the recognition for the giving. Happy to do that, if you know about it. It's my way or the highway. And there's no place for that in church. There's no place for pride in church. There's no pri- place for pride as a Christian. You know, the, the, we read Hebrews 12.1. It talks about trying to run the race with perseverance. And, and 1 Corinthians 9 talks about, you know, we, we run in such a way to win the prize. And, and here's the thing. We're carrying all these bags. And we're trying to run. We can't work out why we can't keep up with someone else. Why, why can't I keep up with that other guy? Why, why can't I? Why don't, what, what's going on? I don't seem to be able to catch him. And, and, and it's hard. And it's heavy. And I'm wearing out. I'm tired. Because we're carrying all these bags. I'm drowning in these bags. The fourth bag, got no idea how I'm going to do this, is dreams. Dreams. And this bag's a different type of bag. And it's a, can I just have that little backpack? This is a different sort of bag. This can be the bag of regret. This can be, as a dreamer, you're never happy with your current circumstances. All that you hoped to be, should have been, could have been. The bag seems to get heavier as you get older, can I tell you? (laughs) Maybe I'll never get it all done. Maybe I'll never do what I'm meant to do. And, th- and that bag can make you bitter. 
can actually make you bitter. Dreams of what you're going to do and never did. Regrets, even sometimes offence. And that, that occurs in marriage, in business, finances. It's not where I thought I'd be. It's not what I thought would happen. I thought I'd be miles down the road. But I seem to be carrying all these bags and they're slowing me down. And, and, and here's the thing. I used that dating analogy before. It's the same. Dating is like an interview for someone to carry your bags. And, and like in marriage, we want to marry someone who will help us carry our bags. And, and, and we don't find out till after we're married, they've got their own bags. <laughs> what, what do you mean you can't carry my bags? I need your help. I married you to carry my bags. What do you mean you've got your own bags? And all of a sudden you've got all these bags all together and they can trip you up. And they can cause damage. And it can get really messy because we're all carrying our bags and trying to do life together and we're tripping over each other. <laughs> and sometimes we just pretend we haven't got those bags. No, I haven't got any dreams. No, no, no. No, no, I don't want to do anything. No. Yes, no, you have. You've got, you got a dream seated in your heart. And sometimes these bags are slowing you down. You know, in church, we can pretend we don't have any bags. We can act like we don't have any bags. We pretend. We, we don't want people to know we've got bags. Do you want to have with your baggage? No, 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 I'm good at what baggage? I'm not, I haven't got any baggage. What, what are you talking about? I can't see any baggage? No, I haven't got anything. No, no. What do you mean? I, get out of my face. Who, who do you think you are anyway? What are you implying? We get really protective and defensive. How dare you? The last bag, and I'll finish with this. Responsibility responsibility here we go again everyone seems to want something from you could I have that last bag can you put that in my head it's responsibility everyone wants something from me goodness me can't, can't I just live my life leave me alone I'm tired and I'm way down I just want to give up you know Leave me alone. I've got enough responsibility in life. We have marriage and kids and parenting. And we've got our own parents now we've got to look after. And we've got the lawn and the gardens and, and car and the money and the finances and business and work. To, to whom much is given, much is requested, much is required. And, and, and you know, all of us wants to encourage someone else. I just don't know how I can. I'm just carrying so many bags and I'm weighted down. It's holding me back. It's slowing me down. It's making it difficult. I, I, I want someone to encourage me. I don't want to encourage someone else. I don't want the weight of that. And then, guess what? Church is a burden. Oh, I have to serve. You know, I have to serve. Not, I get the privilege of serving. I want to serve. I have to serve. I have to get up early on a Sunday morning. In fact, they even want me to go to church twice on Sunday sometimes. Really? Really? You don't know what my life is. You don't know how many bags I'm carrying. You don't know how many bags I'm carrying. How many bags I have to drag through this thing. And you not only expect me to serve, you expect me to give my finances as well. And also to invite other people to this place. Seriously? I'll miss out on my seat if there's too many people here. Oh, it'd be uncomfortable. I'll have to park somewhere else. 
Seriously? I don't want the burden of responsibility for that. Too tired. Weight's too heavy. I, I, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't keep it balanced anymore. It's just too much. And we can be like that. We can carry the burdens around, our baggage around. And we're ready to faint. We're almost ready to give up. Almost did a runner. Almost. But then the invocation, invitation came. Even with all my bags. You sure? You, really? Me? Really? A sinner? I'm guilty. I've got pride. Unmet dreams. I don't like responsibility. I don't want responsibility. And Jesus still says, Come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest. Even when you're carrying all these bags around. And that's where it starts, really. You see, Galatians 5 says, It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Because that's what it is. The yoke of slavery. The enemy loves it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Out of John. You see... We have to get before God. We have to worship our God. We have to know that He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And He, we can give these bags to Him. You know, if each one of these bags had a label, we could stick it on the cross there. And He would carry that. He's already done it, in fact. It's just you haven't let go of it yet. And this morning, can we stand to our feet? We're just about done. But I want you... Whatever that is that you're holding on to, whatever God's touched, the Holy Spirit's just touched in you this morning, I want you to let go of that thing that's been holding you back. Maybe it's your dreams. Maybe it's your dreams. Maybe it's your pride. Maybe that's been holding you back. Maybe it's the the idea of responsibility. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's sin. No more. No more. No more. No more. No longer happy with that anymore. No longer. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylight Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.